0: Do you love plugins? Of course you do. Well, the next time you buy one from PluginBoutique.com, if you visit using the Appetite for Production affiliate link at A4PPodcast.com or in the episode description, we get a slice of the sale without adding anything to your bill.
1: Do you know what I found good recently is hot water bottles, mates okay i think they are environmentally sound and they keep you nice and toasty and in the absence of any kind of human warmth or anything like that they're a pretty good uh, you know runner-up prize i reckon
0: that, uh, it's good it's good i don't know about the rubber that they're made of you know that might not please you and your friends
1: well mine is i've got one that is rubber but it has a, a kind of furry <laughs> plush case that it comes in as well so it's really nice it's like hugging a big water creature like a big, <laughs> big hairy bladder
0: oh lovely mm, it's nice well let's go for an intro then <laughs> hey! welcome to appetite for production it's mary-kate and ashley olsen's the parent trap but upgraded for the 21st century were and they in the Parent
1: Trap? I thought that was Lindsay Lohan, wasn't it?
0: I, I don't think so, Tim. I, I, <laughs> well, I mean, well, which
1: one of is the expert on preteen Disney movies?
0: <laughs> I'm not going to look this one up.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: My search history uh, will be messed up forever.
1: <laughs> Sorry, James Russell. I didn't mean to interrupt you. What were you saying?
0: I was going to say it was sexier, uh, <laughs> but that's probably not a good look considering it was a preteen movie. There were probably about 32 when they did it. <laughs> we are going to talk about a bunch of plugins and new stuff that's happening in the music technology and music software world today, aren't we, Timmy, baby? Hey,
1: look, let's just get on with the show, buddy. All right. Um, James, I think we both noticed a strange phenomenon over the past month. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Ah, yes. I'm talking about love and romance, which we are both experts on, I think it's fair to say. Am I right?
0: Yeah, it's in the air, apparently.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, springtime's coming, so it's time to have sex with an animal, is my understanding (laughs) of the uh, situation. No, I'm talking about, it seems like these days, (laughs) there's lots more seasonal sales going on in the plug-in realm you know what i'm talking about mm,
0: yeah halloween sale Easter Sp- spooky sale.
1: plug-in halloween sale Woo!
0: saint swithin's day <laughs> sale <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that's right <laughs> we, should,
0: we should pancake get, get, day get, sale get someone who only does some weird ass sales <laughs> yeah, just yeah, for yeah. Some random <laughs> times.
1: well yeah it seems like the latest one because i we did not notice this before and this is the sort of thing that we keep our you know ironic eyes out for there were a lot <laughs> of valentine's day plug-in sales this year with like emoji hearts in the subject headers of emails, you know what I'm talking I, I,
0: about. I took a screenshot in back in October for all the pumpkins that were in my <laughs> uh, in my Gmail promotions tab. It was just pumpkins as far as the eye could see. It was like a really good autumn in Stardew Valley.
1: Oh wow, lovely! I mean, just. Does seeing emoji pumpkins really make people want to spend money? I mean, is this really a thing?
0: Not if every other email has a pumpkin in it, or two, or three, and then you get pumpkin inflation, where eventually the logical conclusion to this <laughs> is someone will just send you an email which is just pumpkins in the subject line, doesn't even say thirty percent off. <laughs>
1: I don't know. You're just so intrigued by all those pumpkins. You're like, what on <laughs> earth is going on in this email? I've got to read it immediately.
0: But of course, now has
1: been Valentine's Day. Mm, sexy, sexy Valentine's Day, which I think we could both agree is the antithesis of buying, buying and using discount music production software.
0: <laughs> Am I right, James?
1: I just don't see what the two things have to do with each other at all. I mean, basically. I-
0: I guess it's a bit of an ironic, uh, like, hey, it's Valentine's Day and you feel sad about that, so spend the money <laughs> and make yourself feel better.
1: I don't even know if it is, but that's a, that's. I think that's a very generous way to look at it. So, so let's go with that angle. I did notice one particularly good deal, though, this Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. I don't know if you noticed it as well, which was nope. the. Um, There's SSL. So, look, I don't really get this. It seems like SSL make their own plugins, and also every other developer on the planet makes their own licensed SSL plugins, James. Do you know what I'm talking about? Everybody's got them.
0: I don't think I've seen a lot of SSL. Actually, no, no, I'm completely wrong. Of course not. I guess... Yeah, you get, uh, you get channel strip uh, emulations. And and,
1: but no, they're like specifically SSL branded.
0: Oh, really? It's actually branded?
1: Yeah, so like Waves do them. I think Softube do them as well. I think there's some other ones.
0: I mean, I was going to say maybe that uh, before SSL actually started putting their fingers in the pie and making their own stuff, and they're all old, and there haven't been any recently, but I... I can't really bring to mind whether they have or not, so I'm going to take your word for okay, it. Okay.
1: Well, this isn't the kind of podcast where we can actually do any research on that shit. But anyway, <laughs> this is all beside the point. So anyway, Waves had this pretty cool-looking sale, which is a, a, a sexy Valentine's Day-themed sale for lovers, where you get. Um, let me let me just check. Let me just check
0: the deets. Is it two plugins that are exactly the same? For the <laughs> yeah, you price get of yeah, one? yeah,
1: you get two plugins that are the same and they have one knob difference, and it's eight grand. Um, and, and no, they you uh, get
0: one, and your significant other gets the other one.
1: Oh, oh, wow! And you have to put them together before you can do any bus compression. Um, so uh, yeah, so the plugins they were offering uh, was their channel strip and a bus compressor. And that was down from like three hundred dollars or something to like sixty or whatever. And uh-huh. I I didn't think about it because I'm like, hey, I'm Tim Can baby. I'm not spending any flipping money on plugins. I'm gonna try and flag <laughs> that shit. Also, I'm too good for them as well. Um, but then I did um, I did uh, the track for Future Music, and it was Nookie, who is a. Hardcore raven, drum and bass hero of mine, who's been making wicked music for decades. And he was using some soft tube SSL stuff on every channel. It's uh, also
0: a-, a very appropriate name for a Valentine's oh, Day sale absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, I was like, I want to get some of this nookie for myself. So, um, so I was like, maybe I'll... Um, Try this Valentine's Day deal. So I got the demo versions, because you know me, James. I mm. I don't like to spend money without <coughs> seeing what's what first. You're, you're a prudent man. I am a I'm a prude as well. I will not kiss girls. So anyway, I checked out these plugins. So I was like, do you know what these sound i and then I checked out some of the flipping demos of some of the stuff that wasn't on sale. And I thought that was really good as well. And I ended up spending flipping almost 300 quid on plugins.
0: Like a, like a complete moron. What is going on?
1: <laughs> spending um, money like an idiot?
0: You told me they sounded absolutely great.
1: They do. Do you know what? They do sound really, really good. So, I got, so as well as the bus compressor and the channel strip, I got the drum strip which mm. features, I don't know if you remember when SSL first started doing plugins, and this is a, uh, like over 10 years ago, they brought out like a talkback mic emulation, okay, which kind of gives stuff a sort of a really um bonkers compressed hell. sound. Yeah, yeah. So you mm. can really smash stuff up with it. And that now is part of the drum strip plugin. And the X saturator as well has got like a bunch of different saturation stuff on it. And it all sounded great. So yeah, so I got those. I'm really looking forward to running some break beats through them because I tend to not muck around with breaks too much and I feel like it makes all my music sound almost identical to each other so I want to try and do something a little bit different and more interesting but yeah I was really happy with the quality and yeah it does I, and this just reinforces my theory that the whole of music tech is just about knowing which plugins to put on things and which ones sound good and basically everything else is bullshit it. What you, do you reckon? You've-
0: You've never told me this theory, but we'll get to that. What is it that you uh, like about the plugins? Is it the uh, the feature set, or is it just literally, as you might say, the sound?
1: Well, I you know I don't like the interfaces. Actually, the interfaces look aesthetically pleasing. Don't get me wrong, hmm. but they are they're not designed in the sort of same sort of cookie cutter way that basically everything <laughs> else is now. They're more kind of based off of this hardware, and you know they they don't have exactly the sort of same parameters that you tend to see everywhere else. So I'm gonna to have to do some mental brain work to flip in, learn how to use them properly, and everything. But I suppose that's good for stopping my brain from atrophying, which it is doing on the regs, basically. And yes, the most important thing they said good. And yeah, I found that I found them more transformative in terms of tone, than other sort of compressors and analog emulations that I've tried, which is why I was uh-huh. prepared to, you know, open my creaking, dusty, bat-filled wallets.
0: That's a very fair reason to buy them it's something we've been seeing a lot with these uh hardware manufacturers who make great hardware who were probably resisting the whole software mm. side of things but now you know Eventider are a pretty massive player in uh plugins ssl got into it and recently the other day i think, I think it was yesterday as we record focus right released uh three plugins
1: oh what are the focus right ones can you remember? Uh, they
0: are they are in conjunction with Sonible. So I don't know if you remember, Sonible have smart compressor, smart EQ.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And their their whole shtick. No, not their whole shtick, because I like to look past the shtick. But the, <laughs> the headline is that they are AI powered, which in this case means that you play a snippet of the track and then it. It' not sure if it suggests settings or if it varies how it responds. I think it just suggests settings. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I, I do
1: don't ha- want a Terminator-style robot telling me how to EQ my flipping tracks, mate. Absolutely I do, not.
0: I do have the Summerball Smart Comp and Smart EQ, I think, and I did a review them a while ago. But now, it's, it's way back in the midst of time. We're talking like... <laughs> 2019 something like that
1: oh my god which may as well be a million years ago now yeah
0: I think they're all written in hieroglyphs oh wow my kids I can't speak hieroglyphic anymore time has ravaged my courtesies um, well, if yeah, you that- think about it, James,
1: emoji are basically hier- 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 hieroglyphs, aren't they? No one's ever made that point before. Hmm?
0: Hmm? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they should have the, uh, the man yeah, pointing in yeah. different directions. Yeah, yeah. Missing
1: a flipping trick there. Anyway, sorry, I'm uh, totally uh, derailing this conversation. The dog-headed man and stuff. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, people are unkind to call you the dog-headed man. I think that is a step <laughs> too far.
0: These focus Focusrite plugins, uh, basically, they've got this kind of Sonnenberg-style AI built in my all play you can play it i think it was like up to 10 seconds of your track which to be fair isn't that much especially if your track i don't know varies a little bit over the course of a song Mm, yeah Um, i mean
1: that's why i don't trust these things also all my songs are nine and a half seconds long so uh, i feel like they're just
0: not gonna work for me focus right quality or focus right dsp quality i guess uh plus uh sonable ai that's that's just a nice thing i thought i'd mention because it uh matches up with the ssl stuff you're talking about but yeah lots of hardware developers are really really throwing their weight into the plugin games now Mm -hmm.
1: i just want plugins that are going to make my stuff sound real good without me having to use an ai and doing it myself but also only having about three knobs that's the future
0: yeah. Plus, everything we know about uh, AI assistants, such as I don't know Siri. Do you think Siri could really compress a drum bus? No, I don't. Do you know what?
1: I had high hopes for Siri when it came out. <laughs> Siri is still shit, man. What are they fucking playing at?
0: Yeah. And if if you want uh, Microsoft's Cortana to add uh, just the right <laughs> amount of air okay. to your to your synth, it's not going to happen. You yeah. might as well just do it yourself.
1: I deleted all of your projects, Master, as instructed. Am I a good girl? No, Cortana, that's not what I wanted. I'm sorry.
0: So you love the SSL stuff, basically. Are they, are they going to be your go-to things?
1: I don't know. I haven't really uh, learned them that much yet. but <laughs> So who knows if I'll ever open them again. But I have <laughs> favorited them in live oh. so that they stand out in my gigantic uh, selection of pluggeroos. So hopefully they will. I've got... I, I hopefully they will i need to spend some time making music during the daytime where i can actually listen to stuff properly and i'm not doing it in a kind of bleary-eyed haze and i can not also not have it at uh, whisper quiet volumes for fear of enraging my neighbors as well
0: mm. Had, have you got your hands on the proper live 11 that's not a beta
1: i do yeah Kid. i'm but i'm still running all of my projects in live 10 Just to not rock the boat in case something goes wrong with Live 11. So I'm running them currently. So I'm using Live 11 for my screen capture work style stuff. So I look like I'm up to date and I'm not an old dinosaur. But Uh I'm actually doing everything in Live 10. These are the secrets of the pros, folks. That's
0: cool. I was working on a project from someone that was in Live 9 recently. And I'm sure I could have found a way. But I couldn't verify the installation you know what I mean? When you um, you log into it, you authorize the software, basically. Why can't you just like the project in Live 10? Because I had to send it back to them. Oh, right. Yeah, and they're only on Live 9. So um, it needs the authorization done. And I didn't really want to spend time trying to uh, look at what was happening there. So I had to do a bit of a, a weird workaround. But yeah... I, it's hard to install old versions of life.
1: Is it really? Because they have all the old stuff on the website. And when you go, when you go onto website, it says, look, here's all the old licenses you've got and everything. Yeah,
0: I know. I'm sure someone who knows can do it very quickly, but I don't have time to Google a question, Tim
1: nobody's got time. I also am very intrigued as to what you're doing where you're opening a project from somebody else. It sounds intriguing. You're not making uh, music are you? Uh,
0: we can't talk about that Tim. We, we just can't talk about like, that. Oh
1: god so mysterious. You're like uh, those... a pumpkin emoji headed email James. Just <laughs> so
0: intriguing. Those Focusrite plugins by the way they're part of uh, something called The Collective. Uh, <laughs> wow sinister. So that is basically a subscription service and these three AIS as the plugins are $5.99 each per month as part of the collective
1: whoa 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 slow down there Einstein six dollar a month for one plugin
0: yeah exactly It's not exactly (laughs) the Stephen Slate bundle, is it? Uh, But I guess they're they're trading off the Focusrite name. They, by the way, by the way, they're called the Fast Equalizer, the Fast Compressor, and Fast Reveal. Uh, And those are the only three plugins available in the collective right now. Oh,
1: wow. Okay, what's Fast Reveal? Can you remember off Uh, the top of your head?
0: I can't remember off the top of my head. Let me look. Give your sound space effortlessly. No, it should require effort. Do the work. (laughs) Fast reveal creates space between two tracks competing for attention in your mix so you can focus on staying creative. It provides the clarity you need to make your mixes mm. shine by balancing foreground and background signals automatically. It's basically Waves Factory Tracks, basically.
1: That's off. what I was going to ask if it was. It sounds very similar to that, which is fair enough, basically. Yeah, which, fair I, enough. which I people tried and people love, but it didn't really do it for me.
0: Okay, I've considered trying it. I remember when it came out. And I haven't, I haven't uh, taken the plunge and given it a go.
1: Let me tell you what else is still good, James.
0: Mm-hmm. Slate
1: That's... VSX is flipping wicked, mate.
0: Uh, it's get, one it, of it. the
1: best things I've ever bought. It's cool. so I've, good.
0: I wasn't bowled over with it. I've still got a bit more messing around with it to do, but I have, I have given it a good go.
1: I th- yes, I th- okay. <laughs> I think it depends on what you're using it for. And I mm. like for me, it just sounds wicked when you play a slamming tune in the, um, in, the club in the club setting. <laughs> it sounds wicked. It just you, you it can't. really scratches that itch for me. I feel like I will probably never set foot in a nightclub again. Basically, and I've got Stephen Slate <laughs> to thank for that.
0: Tim, there's a new thing being done. A thing, Tim, by everybody's favourite, SoundCloud. Okay. There was an email announcement, and I also heard this from podcast editor Dan. I didn't Uh, see this. It is something they are calling fan powered royalties
1: oh god so what so you tie so you okay let me get this straight <laughs> so you've got a boat and to propel it along you've got like a, a fan like yeah. that you like strap a, to the back to it and that Louisiana propels swamp. you along
0: is that exactly. right that's exactly what they're doing and they're, they're putting some speakers on the boat
1: oh wicked sick <laughs> uh,
0: well it's actually it was actually quite hard to decipher exactly what they were doing when this came <laughs> through because they've not communicated it that well but when you go to the page it says soundcloud plays artists fairly um and after i <laughs> basically had to go elsewhere to find out what they were actually doing uh because on their site they're just talking about how um uh, is fairer payments to people who make music. The gist is this instead of, let's say, let's say you, Tim, subscribe to a SoundCloud pro account or something, mm-hmm. and you listen to a variety of music, and I subscribe, and I only listen to one person, and I listen to them like five times. Under the general system of streaming, such as Spotify, all our money would be uh, put in one pot and then portioned up. Uh, based on all plays of all artists. Mm. Uh, but now, because I am only listening to one person, I listen to only five of their songs and that's it, they basically get all the money that is available as royalties from my subscription.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. So if you've, so, if you've got a someone who loves you so much, they're basically stalking you, you're in for mm-hmm. a cash windfall.
0: Yeah, that is if they are subscribers to soundcloud to okay. a pro plan or if they're listening to adverts uh the revenue that sound soundcloud gets from that is i mean obviously some of it's taken off for soundcloud's operational budget but then the royalties that your subscription or ads listening generates, goes directly to the artist that you actually listen to.
1: Well, that seems fair enough. I mean, yeah, I uh, mean, that does seem a lot more fair because I can imagine my the money I pay for my Spotify subscription is basically all going to Lady Gaga when I don't yeah. listen to any Lady Gaga at all. And, uh, and, the, and the poor, struggling musicians who I enjoy are probably uh, making do with fractions of pennies.
0: There was a study recently, apparently, a French study that said uh, 10% of all revenue from Spotify and Deezer, because in France they still use Deezer. Oh, mais
1: oui, j'adore yeah.
0: Deezer. 10% of all the revenues from Spotify and Deezer go to 10 people, apparently. Oh, wow, wicked. Um, I mean, that's kind of how economics works in many ways. I would actually, I think that's quite low. You'd sort of imagine that like 50% would go to 10 people or 50% to 100 people, but that's sort of how things arrange themselves mm-hmm. in uh it's, it's like an inevitable natural law. Not that it's fair. Well, it's a natural law
1: of capitalism, James, which I, yeah. I'm sure we can all agree isn't mankind's natural state. But please carry on.
0: Uh, sure, sure. I think mankind's natural state is clubbing each other. Yeah, care.
1: yeah. Let's get back to that <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was even picked up by The Guardian. So I, I'm going to say it's probably quite big-ish news for the world of streaming. Not that there are many like listeners who are just listening through SoundCloud compared to something like spotify but still it's kind of good news
1: yeah it like i was fully prepared to hate on soundcloud it's kind of tradition in the world and specifically on this podcast but this sounds really cool and fair so big up soundcloud that's banging
0: yeah but when you think about it assuming that everybody is listening to the same number of songs on spotify whoever they're by it wouldn't make that much difference because If you think about it a bit more mathematically, the number of streams divided by the number of artists or whatever it is times the number of money, it should go to about the same people i know i'm not expressing that very well because <laughs>
1: wow this is the worst my, TED
0: talk i've ever been to <laughs> my brain is not in gear but
1: <laughs> i mean it, i feel like we started going off the rails when you said when you think about it because that isn't uh, really playing to this podcast's strengths is it i
0: think basically it only works if there are people listening to very specific people and not very often if they're subscribers, it wouldn't actually make that much of a difference if everyone is listening to a bit of everything, because the proportion of streams on SoundCloud, whoever they come from, are going to be the same. And the big artists who get a lot of money are getting the most plays, so they'll probably end up getting quite a lot of money still
1: nah i like this crazy kooky new system and it's going to revolutionize the way that we make play and think about music
0: it certainly is the best way to do it don't get me wrong like this is how it should be done basically Mm. like if someone like it brings it a bit closer to buying someone's cd for example you know yeah why didn't people why
1: did why am i the only person who buys music on itunes james It just seems crazy. No one else in the world buys music on iTunes.
0: Does iTunes still exist?
1: It does still exist. It's not called iTunes anymore. It's called... Uh. In fact, it's not even called Apple Music because that's their subscription service. Apple's naming convention has really gone to shit over the past few years. Mm. Is Apple TV the box under the telly? Or is it the app? Or is it the subscription service? Nobody knows anymore.
0: There's been... (laughs) There was um, something in the Guardian article about how um, previously all the label bosses have said it would be way too complicated to uh, divvy divvy out the royalties in this way. And SoundCloud (laughs) basically came back and said it takes about 60 times less to uh, work it
1: out. Yeah, yeah. Because who you really want to listen to are the people making the most money. They're going to give you an, an unbiased assessment of the situation, for sure.
0: Yeah, and what we'd really like to see is this happening everywhere, such as Spotify and whatever Apple thing is called. And Amazon, if anyone listens to Steph on there, Mm. um, that seems like it'd be a lot more fair. But I think the minute you start doing that, if the big labels are getting slightly screwed over, even if they're losing 1% of their streaming revenue, they'll basically pull their artists from whichever platform starts to do it. Oh, God. SoundCloud can do it because it's a lot more independent. Yeah. But, you know, if, if, say, Pandora tried to do that, then... People would probably start dropping off it, so it would need all the streaming peeps to do it all at the same time, mm-hmm, basically. Mm-hmm. So, will this actually happen in the future? Who knows?
1: Maybe Bandcamp is the future. I mean, I really wish they'd make their app better and like
0: you do. Say this every time.
1: Let let you make playlists and stuff like that, because people seem to people seem to use Bandcamp. There's just tons of releases on that on there now. Um, it seems to be a hive of activity, but uh, mm. the just like the functionality of it is just like you know it's practically medieval compared to say Spotify, which I I believe is probably you know has the best functionality of practically any media app really. Uh,
0: sample Science sell their um, sample packs and instruments and uh, plugins through Bandcamp. Oh wow! So, okay, yeah, you know, other people are using it too. It could be good.
1: Yeah, okay, that's cool. Well, um, yeah, maybe let's all get on Bandcamp and see how that goes.
0: Timmy, if you want to get instant retro vibes, there are a couple of plug-in solutions, right?
1: Yeah, there are. Let's run them down. Reels by audio thing. That's
0: mostly just tape, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's tape. Um, But it's really good tape.
0: You could use audio thing vinyl strip, which is more different, uh, retro stuff. Do you know? I prefer waves for vinyl, mm-hmm. but, but it's not necessarily just vinyl, it's like distortion and stereo things. And, uh, what,
1: what vinyl strip, yeah, uh, yeah, but I think th- I think waves vinyl is better.
0: Okay, fair enough. Waves, waves vinyl is the top
1: vinyl. RC20 uh, retro color is RC20 uh,
0: good. retro color, yeah, uh, that is that is our favorite, I think. Uh, there's basically. This new plugin that I want to show you. Do you remember that brain plugin that was a rotating brain? <laughs> no, I
1: don't, but it sounds wicked. You
0: don't? Yeah, it was a rotating brain synth thing. <laughs> uh, it was by a developer called Finaton, or Fenaton. Finaton. Body Thetan, uh,
1: I think is how you're supposed to say it.
0: <laughs> they have released a plugin called Vibes, Vybz, V-Y-B-Z. Uh, and it is, I mean, frankly it's very similar to retro color in its uh, to RC20 in its in its remit in that it's a strip of different nostalgia inducing processes mm. um, but it's not it's not by any means the same thing they've they've done their own thing do you want to do you want to play it and uh, and give it a whiz waiting for you i'm holding my
1: breath Sounds nice. Not particularly retro-y though.
0: Hmm. Could this be
1: mm. so I'm hearing a lot of delay and reverb rather than particularly retro vibes.
0: Yeah, or well, I mean it's it's marketed as sort of retro-ish kind of plug-in. Hmm. and it can do that but yeah a lot there there's basically delay and reverb involved as well um, most of the, I think does RC20 have a reverb thingy in it too I believe it does you know and I think vinyl strip does as well um, but yeah it, it seems like that's kind of maybe a, an essential um, an essential part of getting the vibe sometimes
1: maybe let's have a listen to some more of these audios I mean, okay, it seems like what might have once been called a multi-effect is now being marketed as some kind of retro thing.
0: What do you reckon? Possibly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, could we go slightly differently and say that a multi-effect now has to have a bit of a remit, and it's not just a load of random effects, it's it's a multi-effect for inducing a certain type of effect?
1: I think you're probably right, buddy. Uh, so the th-
0: the components in this, basically, there is a texture layer, which lets you put, you could call it a sort of samply thing. It puts a sound over your existing audio. Might be, uh, I guess it might be crackle and things like that. Mm-hmm. Very common uh, these days, sure. There's a reverb. There's an echo. There's a distortion with uh, apparently analog style distortions or a wave shaper. And there is a thing called the time machine to select the year that you're uh, supposed vinyl was created down to the 1930s mm-hmm. uh, there's also a little v- VHS function in that time machine too. There's a motion module which basically combines different sort of stereo volume and gating and tremolo effects mm-hmm. you want to make it Leslie around or something <laughs> like that Les it up, uh, sure. (laughs) And then basically an an EQ to uh, sort everything out again or emphasize stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like these are pretty common things. I mean, what I like about RC20 Retro Color in particular is that it does really good like tape dropout stuff and with reels i feel like it kind of like does a really good job with the kind of eqing and saturation stuff in there and everything i'm not sure if vibes has got a particular killer app like those things have mm. but maybe when you put it all together it's going to be uh, more than the sum of its parts
0: yeah, I think that I, I haven't played with it. I've I've just heard it. But I think there's a lot of really good ideas in there. Texture layer looks cool. The motion layer is a very good idea for it. The rest of it, yeah, we've seen before. You, there's only so much you can do to make a reverb different, for example. That's not their fault. But yeah, the motion <laughs> layer.
1: A bit of an apologist for uh, <laughs> the, the uh there.
0: Modulating volume pan stereo. That's that's a good thing to have in this kind of plugin, I think, because uh, very more often than not, like in your lo-fi kind of stuff, you do want things to wobble a little bit, wobble about in the stereo. Yeah, exactly. And it looks nice. It looks uh, pretty simple to use as well. And the intro price is twenty-nine fifty US clams. Now that's pretty cheap. Regular is about eighty clams. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's. It's a good time to get it. It's a good time to dip in, investigate, try the demo. I think it's looking good Fanatin Vibes. Nice. Tim, I've got a blast from the past for you. We're going to do a random contact instrument corner.
1: Oh, wow. I love the past, and I love contact instrument corner, or kick, yeah. as I call it.
0: Yeah. We- We used to do it all the time when I saw a funny or interesting or unusual contact instrument and we gave it a little shout out and had a play because there's... Very, very high quality in many of these contact instruments, isn't there? Mm, yeah, sure. But I, I just, I don't know if I haven't seen any that have inspired me to bring them up or, or what's been happening recently, but we just haven't really mentioned Well, anything.
1: things aren't fun or interesting or original anymore, I think. is the, I think that's the main reason. <laughs>
0: yeah. There is no contact instrument that's been uh, launched in the last 18 months, which is actually any good, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: right. I mean, I haven't really we, been paying we, attention, but whatever.
0: We're calling it right here. This one is by a company called Audio Fire. That's F-I-E-R, not F-I-R-E. Don't worry, they're not going to set your tunes on fire. Uh, and Hang on, how's it spelled? Audio Fire.
1: F, yeah, and how's the
0: fire spelled? Uh, F I E I. It's like to fi something.
1: Oh, oh, I see. Uh, right, okay. Uh,
0: it, the instrument is called Echo Rain. It's got 95 sound sources in organic physical modeling, granular analog synth, and affected 35 pad sound sources. Ooh, huh?
1: Pads? Mmm.
0: And basically, the idea is uh, it's inspired by the sound of rain.
1: Oh, lovely. He doesn't like the sound of rain, very relaxing, dropping on your Let's, windows. Let's
0: let's give it a play. Okay,
1: here we go. Tinkle, tinkle. Audio fire. Oh, I like the visuals.
0: That rain's going to really dampen that audio fire.
1: Yeah, it's going to put it out. Oh, it's got a nice rainy interface. There's animation on that interface. Is that in the actual oh. plugin? Because if so, that's wicked.
0: Yeah, I think so. Oh wow, so. wicked. Oh, blinky plonk. Oh,
1: I like all these plinky plonky noises. Look, before I decide to get too enthusiastic about it, what are we looking at on the on the clams for this
0: one? Clams intro price is forty-two US clams, regular price sixty.
1: Is it compatible with Contact Player? I'm guessing no.
0: Uh no, it requires the full version. Okay.
1: These are very nice, relaxing sounds, James.
0: Yeah, maybe you can... I mean, I don't think it makes the sounds just automatically. You've got to at least hold a few keys. No, there. no, I
1: wanted to do it all for me.
0: <laughs> maybe somebody could uh, just record, like, themselves playing with Echo Rain for, like, eight hours, and you can sleep through it.
1: Uh, yes, well, if you've heard about ambient music, that's what yeah. most of it is these days. <laughs> just people just playing one thing for an extended period. How are you liking this? It's very nice, you know. I don't think it's the sort of thing I'd use, but um, in fact, it, I, I find it hard to imagine in what circumstances he would use it.
0: But it does sound very nice. Yeah, it's not necessarily going to go in your 90s drum and bass, Timmy, but mm. uh, I'm sure it's 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 got its uses in uh, a lot of places. And basically... I love the artisanal quality on display here.
1: Mm, yeah, I like I like the way it's got a strong theme. The theme of rain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fuck around. Yeah. It like it really sets out its store and you know <laughs> Yeah,
1: about. yeah, exactly. And who doesn't love a bit of rain? It's better look, I'm gonna I'm gonna die on a hill now, James. I think rain is better than overcast. What do you reckon?
0: Yeah, if if the rain gets the overcast away quicker. I'm fully with you. Okay. Although I haven't, I, I haven't brought my coat with me today, so I wouldn't like it to rain. Oh
1: no! You noob. Do you know what? This video, nearly fifteen minutes along, you could put this on and you know have a bit of a nap.
0: I reckon. Yeah. It's, unfortunately, it's on YouTube, so you'll get a load of like waves adverts oh, every man. every few minutes.
1: I don't know. In some of my darker moments, I think maybe I should pay for, like, the YouTube subscription to get rid of the ads and mean that I can have videos on, on my phone when I'm doing other stuff on my phone. What do you reckon? It's 15 quid, though. It's insane. Yeah.
0: If, if they cranked that price down, a lot more people would do it. If, sure. they,
1: if they took it down to a couple of quid, because let's face it, Google aren't making any of the flipping content, at least not none of the stuff I'm watching. So it's like, mm. you know, come on guys. Sort of. Yeah, out.
0: everybody everybody knows that. Well, as long as they pay everyone in a way where they put all the royalties in into a giant pot and just give it all to PewDiePie. Yeah,
1: yeah, so Lady Gaga just makes all the money. That'd be They're wicked. Yeah, then we're brilliant. Ah, oh, fantastic. Well look, James, I'm very satisfied with this plugin. Yet another bit of news where I feel like Normally, I would be slagging it off, but it seems like it's actually a good idea. Maybe I'm softening in my old age. Okay, James, there's been a rumbling... In the clouds on high. That's right. It's Zeus. He's coming for us. He's
0: going to have sex and with a bull in front of all our yeah, he's faces.
1: Gonna, he's yeah, yeah. he's going to create a demigod by doing filthy things with various animals. I don't know. I am not a theologian. <laughs> what I am an expert on is Roland Cloud, James. They're back. That's right. They've done another thing. And this time, this is something I'm actually interested in. And do you know what? I actually got out of bed (laughs) at a reasonable time yesterday because I saw this news and I was like, oh, wow, it's an actual reason to get up. They've released a flipping virtual version of the Roland JD800. Oh,
0: okay. that's the one that you're constantly on record about saying that that's the only one you want. Or no, is it eight thousand? Well, no, you want no, 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 no ten eighty. No,
1: no. I did. You, no, no, the ten eighty is the one that they already do, which I love, and I have the hardware version of. The JD eight hundred is another. It's so so. The JD eight hundred is kind of like the one that, the sort of generation that came out before the ten eighty, and the keyboard version was unique that it had flipping about a million faders on it so unlike a goddamn m1 uh, or deep
0: you gotta love faders on a synth that's just why not you know that, what could possibly go right
1: do you know do you want, uh, google a picture of the roland jd 800 and just bask in its glory for a moment
0: yeah hold on roland jd hyphen 800 because there's always a hyphen in roland gear You've got to have the hyphen
1: in there mate that's what makes the technology work
0: N- not in the yamaha synths. bit of a synth sub editing uh, uh rule of thumb there
1: Oh yes good point actually
0: um okay images hold on to me Oh man I, I- that's a lot of faders Good Lord. so yeah so
1: so the idea is unlike a stupid goddamn m1 or d50 where you have to menu dive like a dick you can uh, just use the faders to control the sampling and synthesis goodness okay right? okay so yeah and this was a uh, you know this seemed like it was a pretty popular keyboard in the sort of rave musics that I uh, listened to a bunch of um Artists who I'm a fan of, I know, use them. Uh, and there's never been a digital version. The, I've, I think I've seen one in real life about once or maybe twice. The closest I've had, the closest I've come to having one of these in real life is I picked up the Rack Mount JD990, which is based on similar architecture but isn't the same the presets are the same and it has a bunch of different functionality so it's not quite the same thing so i was very excited to see the arrival of the jd800 which isn't a standalone plugin it is it's a kind of like the thing is they don't do a fantastic job of describing how all this stuff works. It's kind of like an instrument in their plug-in Xenology, uh-huh. but it does give you all of the functionality of the thing. So you open up this thing, you know, it doesn't look like the original hardware, like the D50 or 1080 do in Roland Clouds, but it does offer you all the same sort of functionality. And yeah, it's all in there, and its I believe it has all the same presets as the original hardware. I don't have the original hardware, so I can't tell exactly. Though I have noticed a lot of people on the interwebs saying it doesn't really sound quite the same, which I can believe because there have been various issues with various Roland Cloud things. And, yeah, I mean, I tried loading the... There's a 1080 instrument in Xenology for some reason, even though there's a standalone one. And, like, stuff like... I, I tried playing my favourite pad back on it, and it was in mono for some reason, yeah. so that was a bit weird. Uh, yeah, and the pitch shifting is still messed but up. Do, do, um, are,
0: do, are you loving basically getting your virtual fingers on those virtual faders?
1: Uh, well... No, not really. <sighs> I mean, I went through the plug. I went through the presets, and it sounded sounded pretty cool, or whatever. I mean, my main issue was, well, it's weird, right? Because they've got one of those deals where you can get a lifetime key of it uh-huh. for like 160 bucks or something, and I was like, well, can I still use this after, like, which you get a trial? It's very. It's so confusing. It's so <laughs> convoluted, James. Please bear that with doesn't me. Sound okay. like
0: Roland. Okay.
1: Like, I know. Like they really need to sort this out because the thing is, I'm really, I'm really rooting for them because I think this could potentially be awesome. Okay, you can buy if you're not a subscriber, you can buy the lifetime key for 160 bucks for this JD800. This is an introductory deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure if when you, when you, and they give you a trial subscription with it for like six months or something. Right. And I was like, okay, when this runs out, do I stop having access to the Xenology instruments and therefore the JD800? Uh, um, you know, and you can also load this into some of their hardware oh things God, as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then, so I emailed Roland Support and they were like, yeah, if you buy a lifetime key, you get it forever. But they didn't specifically answer my holes in <laughs> question None of the, none of this matters though, because when I was investigating this, I was and I was like, "Oh god, do I want to spend this money? I feel like um, it might be a terrible mistake. I don't really trust Roland." So I lo- so I uh, I was like, "Okay, I'll subscribe to the lowest tier if the JD eight hundred comes in comes with that. I can't even remember if it does because it turns out I have an ultimate." subscription to rolling clouds <laughs> and i don't know why i have no idea why no one has told me that i've got this i suspect someone involved is maybe listening to the podcast or something so thank <laughs> really? you if you're listening i thought um, I- and i really do appreciate it but i just feel like the messaging really needs work basically And uh, wasn't there
0: a time a while ago where you trying to get your cloud subscription sorted out in a different in a different context and then it, it all went weird and you got access no, well i ended up
1: yeah like i ended up i did end up subscribing for a year and i got two free plugins i only wanted the jv 1080 really and you were meant to get a lifetime key for a year's subscription Uh so i selected the 1080 And for some reason, I got two uh, Ah. lifetime keys. So I got the D50 as well, which is pretty good. (sighs)
0: So hold hold on. This story is you got out of bed (laughs) on the strength of a JD 800, which I like to call the JD Boo, has been released as part of Roland's analogy. It was was all right, but not brilliant. And you wanted to maybe buy it and you asked them whether you need to be a subscriber for Xenology in order to buy it. They didn't really answer. And then you discovered you're like, you have like a... a, a King of all Roland Cloud memberships, <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. That's, do you know what? You've actually done a fantastic job of understanding and remembering all that, James. So, kudos to oh, you. I think it's fair enough that you're a music technology journalist because you, yeah, you really did a good job. Even more impressive
0: um, is that I wasn't really listening for most.
1: Of oh, time. wow! Oh, man, fair play, dude. <laughs> hey, look, fair play to you, James, and anyone who's still listening to this podcast, you have amazing powers of patience, whatever. I mean, like, and the thing is. Even though I've, for some reason, got a free King of All Roland subscription, I'm still not entirely happy because it's like, I don't know. That might end at some point or whatever. Mm. And then I might not be able to load up any of my projects. This is true. So I'm kind of like, you know, if I could just buy it up, you know, outright and then not have to worry about it anymore, I'd be more inclined to use it. So, yeah. So I feel like, you know, Roland, I'm really rooting for you. Look, just give me just give me a ring and let me just give you some hints on how to make this situation more bearable for the user. Because, this you know, when you get down to it, the pads in some of these plugins are absolutely stunning, James. <laughs> We're pad connoisseurs. These are some of the best pads ever created and are worth paying for, frankly.
0: I'm I'm just gonna stop this segment right there, Timmy
1: okay i think we've said enough about rolling cloud hey check it out you might be able to get a free
0: subscription (laughs) by accident Did you have fun today?
1: Against all the odds, I did. It's nice to have a bit of human interaction in this world where literally the only thing I look at is a computer screen. So thanks for being there for me, buddy.
0: I'm glad to have put you in a good mood, my friend.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, mate.
0: Ah, okay. Well, uh, I did what I could.
1: <laughs> you did your best, and that was fair enough. So, uh, will we do another episode of this podcast at some point, maybe? Yes,
0: in two weeks' time. And all that remains before we go to bed now <laughs> is uh, to thank new patron Cinder Sublet.
1: Oh, hey, buddy! Well done. Thanks for subbing. You're a hero.
0: I almost had a sublet in Bognor Regis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, wicked! Yeah. Welcome to this Airbnb, which is covered in filth and grime.
0: <laughs> See you in two weeks.
1: See you later, guys. Take care of yourselves and each other.